This episode is brought to you by Geek Fuel. I don't know anything that's funny off the top of my head, Mike. We got too much news. I can't take it. Well, we're only human after all. We're only human after all. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And if you have been living under a rock for the past week, (laughs) you may not know, but Comic-Con International took over San Diego this weekend. It was intense, man. Yep, and in the the world of movies and TV shows, you're only cool if you released a trailer this weekend as well. (laughs) Seems like everybody did. Uh, also, we're going to talk about why sometimes leaks can be a good thing. Wink, drip, wink. Drip, 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 drip. Wink, wink, and more. Yes, it was an intense weekend. Uh, if you are a regular listener to the show, you know that I was down at San Diego Comic-Con at Ground Zero, if you will, this weekend on Friday and Saturday. It was as fun as it ever was. I thought that I was getting some street cred for being there six years in a row now, but I did come across a lady who has been there 20 years in a row, and I and also one of the moderators of the panel I was in has literally been there for 50 years. Like Comic-Con is coming up on the 50-year anniversary, I wow. think, next year, uh, so that will be pretty crazy. Hopefully, Chris, you'll be able to join me next year. Uh, for Comic Con 50th fingers. anniversary, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be lit, as the kids say. Yeah. Uh, but Comic Con was awesome. I had some great uh, stories, experiences. Uh, uh, I think one of the big <laughs> one of the bigger takeaways I have from this year specifically is if a line looks like it's manageable or you can justify it anyway in your head, just get in it because it's only gonna get longer. Uh, the one of the things I really wanted to go to at Comic Con this year was Leica Studios had a like a pop up shop outside in downtown San Diego, and they're the studio that makes like Paranorman, the Box Trolls, Kubo, all that stuff. And they were going to have like their props and their real world sets and stuff there that you could go in and look at. And I really wanted to see that, so I went there over on Friday and I looked at the line. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a little too long. I feel like I don't want to wait in that. And there's no shade. I'm just in the sun. I don't want to do that. So I came back the following day, and it was like three times longer. I tried it for like 20 minutes, and I moved like three three people three people lengths, and I was like, ah, oh, I screwed up. So I, I didn't get to do that. So if you're ever at Comic-Con, if you see a line, just just get in it and just give give it a shot. See how it wor- well it works. But. Yeah, I, I can attest that to even the smaller conventions, not just in New York, <laughs> C2E2s and other ones. If the line, you know, doesn't – if you can see the person in the line where you want to go, get in it. Like yes. that's the best way to do it so that's that's good to hear uh the term you mentioned the phrase pop-up shop i've heard that quite a bit this weekend like for the first time in a like ever like everyone <laughs> is like that's that's the, the new buzzword well you know, that's the thing shop, so. it's like uh san diego comic-con the the organization they have limited space at the convention center in san diego now it's still a ton of space like they've actually started using like the public library in downtown san diego for panels that's you know that's officially sanctioned you need badge to get in so they're they're starting to sprawl out into the city officially but there's like tons of like corporations and companies that come down and just like walk up to like a like 
like a mom and pop sandwich shop that's in the downtown area and just like, hey, do you guys like want the weekend off? We'll give you a ton of money so we can just move all of our stuff in here for a couple days. You know, there's a lot of people that were doing that. So yeah, that's a way to describe a pop-up shop. But sci-fi was there pretty hardcore because they're going undergoing like a rebranding right now to like double down on like science fiction, surprisingly. Uh, but they had these, uh, these these like trivia trolleys that you could pedal around downtown where it was like family feud style. It was like one team on the trolley versus another team, like one side versus the other. And, um, you pedaled around and like you had buzzers and stuff and the winning team got like 20 bucks each, like each person on the winning team got 20 bucks. So they were like shelling out $120 per these rides going on like all day. So sci-fi definitely had money to spend. Did it, did uh, it cost you anything to ride it? No, it cost you nothing to ride oh, even it. So like, and you didn't even need to have a Comic-Con badge to get on it. So that was pretty sweet. But that meant like on the second time I rode it, uh, I was with like a bunch of people that didn't even know all these nerdy questions. Um, there was a deep cut uh, that friend of the show, Quentin Parker, got. He somehow saw that Christian Bale movie, Equilibrium, that I don't think a lot of people have seen. But that was actually one of the answers. So like some of these questions like pr- pretty hard. One that stumped a lot of people uh, that I got the second time around only because I remembered the answer from the first time I did it. The first day I was at Comic-Con was, what's the name of Anakin Skywalker's Padawan? Chris, do you know? Oh, it's Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, I, like, when they answered, the, <laughs> when they asked the question, I was just like, I know she wasn't in the movies, and I know it's from the cartoon show, but I haven't seen the show, so I don't know her name off the top of my head. And then there's like, I, there's people like just throwing all these random Star Wars names, and I'm just like, hey, I don't know the answer, but I know it's not Padme. That's stupid. <laughs> like, but when I had the question again the second day, I felt like a superhero because I was just like, yeah, that's right, I know this. All of you are dumb. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Mike's all about that. Freedom. Are you really that hard up for cash at Comic Con, Mike? Is that why you had to ride this a couple times? And <laughs> but it sounds like something I would be really good at because I actually have seen Equilibrium. I know the Star Wars thing off the oh, top of I my know, head. So. I, yeah, I know you'd be good at. You're you're basically like uh, you're you're just groomed to like survive a comic-con better than most people would be so i hope to see you there next year um i didn't hit up any big panels this year um a lot of the more manageable lines that i like to try uh kind of moved into hall h which was really difficult to get into uh i was down there with friend of the show quentin as i just mentioned and he uh braved the line for hall h and he got to see the preacher panel and the defenders panel so we're going to talk about the defenders a little bit here in a little while and i'll I'll let you know what his impressions were Uh, they all got to see the very first episode of the defenders in their panel so uh he's he's ahead of the game already so uh but uh, as always we've uh we've gone through all of the news we looked at all the trailers. We got as many leaks as we could. We're going to mm-hmm. describe it all to you. So even if you didn't get a chance to show up, which, you, which is not easy to do, uh, we're going to let you know everything that you missed. So because Mike kept referring to me as his man in the chair. Uh, <laughs> Mike's on the floor, on the ground, doing all the actual, you know, I, I don't know if he did anything, actually. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm question is, and I'm getting all the trailers and all the leaks, refreshing. I'm, I'm, I'm spamming F5 on my keyboard every time I got somewhere. So, <laughs> well, uh, if you, if you, if you want to see what I did at Comic Con, uh, head on over to our Instagram account, which is a Superhero Slate Podcast, and you can see some of the albums I put up there. So you can kind of see the sights and sounds of Comic Con. There's some cosplay. There's some booth photos. 
Uh, my favorite thing is always like the super uh, highly detailed models and toys and busts. I love those things. I don't really know why, but uh, I've been fatuated with them. So there's a whole album of those up there. So yeah, go check that out if you want to see what Comic-Con looks like on the ground floor. Yes, definitely. Because hey, he's the guy on the floor. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into Comic-Con news, we've got some regular news that popped up before seeing Oh, start. regular news? Oh, man. I know. It's, it's, it's kind just of not going to be as exciting, is it? Look, if I'm just going to lay the teaser out now, we, we have... Avengers footage to talk about later. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. If we're gonna if we're gonna bait and hook you guys right now, I'm just gonna tell you we got something good for you later. So yeah. let's get through this regular news, and then we'll got we got even more Comic Con news. So first and foremost, Justice League. Okay, this is the first of two times we're gonna talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, Zack Snyder has removed any mention of the film from all of his social media accounts, including images, uh, descriptions, links, etc. From all wow. his stuff this week. So. Um, PR wise, I think that's a bad move. You gotta, you gotta put out a lot of fires on that one real quick. But I mean, it, it definitely uh, he might be distancing himself from that movie a little bit more uh, as, uh, as it moves I, forward. I wonder if it's almost not necessarily distancing. But I thought about this just the other day. Um, I was like, okay, if if Justice League shows up the Comic Con, what exactly are they gonna show? Because like, aren't they under reshoots right now? Like, I know the movie's coming out soon, but they're still kind of crafting this movie. It's like not done yet. So what are they going to show? Are they going to show stuff that's more Zack Snyder? Are they going to show stuff that's more Joss Whedon? And then what about all this other stuff that like Zack Snyder like has been tweeting about like for the last two years? Is that, is that stuff even in the movie anymore? So maybe he's not necessarily dis- distancing himself from the, from the movie. Maybe he's just like, I tweeted stuff like two years ago that's not even in the movie anymore. Let's just go ahead and just take all this stuff out there. I gotta, like, I'm not even involved with the movie anymore. Let's just like scrub the social account. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it definitely, but I mean, his name will still be on the movie since he did you know the majority of it mm-hmm. um it's just a little weird like you know if your name's going to be on the movie you should probably not try to become that disassociated with it this i guess early in the game yeah but, but it's it's whatever it happens uh what we actually have footage to talk and see later they officially release some footage later so i just want to kind of bring that up so if you go to Zack snyder and you're like, wasn't this the Justice League guy? Yeah, yeah, he is. He, he, he still is and was. Yes. <laughs> so we got that. But on a surprise announcement, the DC Cinematic Universe, the extended universe, as it's called, has added two more dates in 2020 for Ooh. upcoming movies. So they have nailed down Valentine's Day of 2020. Um, yeah. So who knows what that's going to be? And June 5th of 2020. So they're they're starting to stake some claim out in the next. Uh, I guess the next decade. Is that yeah, that? yeah. I mean, Marvel's not even really um, putting flags up for 2020 yet, so I guess uh, they're getting out in front. I think the February date is what makes me the most curious because we know if it's coming out of the DCEU, it's gonna have a big budget. So, what big budget movie comes out in February? The last time we saw that was kind of a uh, Deadpool and what. The first Kingsman? Yeah, Kingsman and then Deadpool and then I think Logan was kind of close this year, not really on it. Uh, my theory is actually a um, Harley Quinn versus the Joker kind of film. Um, like they're not teamed up together per se, but like some sort of that kind of film because, you know, like, you know, Jilted Lovers and so on and yeah. so forth. I mean, maybe they'll continue with the trend of these uh, rated R movies and plop mm-hmm. one down in february that might be kind of cool to get a get our first kind of uh rated r dc movie there but we'll have to wait and see yeah i mean the, the bold claim to, to, to claim valentine's day is that it's becoming, <laughs> as we know there's no month that is the hot month anymore 
every month is a hot month. Yeah, so. but but I do agree. Yeah, Valentine's Day and Halloween Quinn do vibe pretty well together with the kind of symbolism. Yeah, and this for June fifth, that could literally be anything. I believe Wonder Woman was June this year. Uh, maybe Wonder Woman two. It's three years out. We'll see. So um, that could literally be anything. As as they come up, we will be posting them on our superheroeslate.com slash upcoming releases calendar, whatever that's called. If you head there, you click on it. It has them. I've even added these in there. So, so you'll know where to where Man to in the chair. Man yeah. in the chair is on top of it. That's right. I got you guys. I know what you need. You need calendars. And I, I'm there <laughs> for you. A DC movie that does not have a date yet uh, actually is Shazam. And, Shazam. Uh, Shazam is not Black Adam, but usually Black Adam is the villain of this movie. So the production for Shazam is rumored to begin in February of 2018, which would put it about a month, month and a half out. Or a mm-hmm. year, year and a half out. I'm sorry, not a month. Uh I have it as April 5th of 2019. Um, now, as we've seen, DC can and will change their release dates very, very fluidly. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, such as The Flash is still kind of slated for March 23rd of next year. Mm-hmm. Not even scripted. I don't even know if they have a director right now. So um, we got that going. Shazam could move. It may not move. Maybe it's still April. But uh, this does not fit in with the Rock schedule, and therefore Black Adam will actually not be in the first Shazam movie. I mean, The Rock's a busy man. What I think he still holds that uh, record for what the the highest grossing, most paid uh, dude in Hollywood, or t- I don't know, <laughs> but he's a he's a busy guy. He's making Jungle Book movies. Yeah, you mean Jumanji movies? Jumanji movies. I wouldn't be surprised if he was in like Jungle Book two or something. Yeah, he might <laughs> be. So I mean, it's just weird. Like you know, Black like The Rock has been a staple of the DCEU since they announced it. Kind of, he's like, yeah, I'm Black Adam. And mm-hmm. then uh, they, they do the movie without him. But that's okay. I think people need to be introduced to Shazam and ease into him. I think he's a little different uh, character than most people are used to. Mm-hmm. So so we'll, we'll pay attention to that and keep an eye on it. Uh, Sony's um, not looking forward to universe. Uh, Silver and Black <laughs> has some villain uh, news here. Scorpion slash Matt Gargan is to appear. He made a brief appearance in Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this may tie the movies together without officially you know making them have to cross over very easily mm-hmm. um other villains include the characters gaunt tarantula chameleon and tombstone uh chameleon and tombstone i think are two fairly common um spider-man villains that people might recognize from the cartoon uh, gaunt and tarantula not so much not even off my head so uh, it looks like it might be a villain filled i guess romp maybe who knows <laughs> Well, I guess it's interesting to see that uh, Scorpion's going to be in this movie because it did seem kind of strange uh, to kind of imagine Scorpion fighting Spider-Man just because, like, you know, we've already seen, like, Doc Ock fight Spider-Man in a very good Spider-Man movie, and he had a lot more, like, kind of appendages to fight him with, and then mm-hmm. we're just scaling it back to just one Scorpion tail. just kind of seems less intense. So I guess if you kind of relegate him to a, a side Spider-Man movie, maybe it makes a little bit more. Yeah, it depends on kind of how they, how they give him the suit. Um, the ones the the comic books are kind of sleek and green. Some of mm-hmm. them are more um like he. I think he uses like a more of a chain with a very sharp hook on the end to be kind mm-hmm. of like the, that. So it depends on what iteration they want him to be. But uh, you know whatever. Uh, Scorpion I don't think would make a good big franchise villain anyway for Spider Man. Now he's in the MCU, so I'm okay with this. Just as long as they they give us you know uh, Mysterio versus Spider Man later on. You know. Yeah, that's what we want, man. That's what we want. That's what we need. Uh, Mike, I got some bad news for you here. Fox <laughs> is going to reassess 
Alien sequels due to the underperforming box office of the latest one, Alien uh-huh. Covenant. You mean after all that effort I put into watching all the Alien movies, it was all for nothing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all for nothing. And you even skipped the Alien vs. Predator one. So I still kind of want to watch those. <laughs> uh, I, I maintain that they are very enjoyable simply because they don't care. They threw carrying out the window. Um, so we may not get the the next. We may not get as many sequels. Um, there's a rumor that Alien Five is still in the works from Neil Blomkamp. They may go back to that one. Uh, you know, uh, Ridley Scott may be just old and stuck in his curmudgeonly ways and be like, no, I have to do one more, whether you like it or not, uh, kind of thing. I don't know. Alien movies are kind of up in the air right now. But yeah. this this team, this team tends to be the how these movies work. Uh, alien movies, horror movies from the 80s, will they ever get another one? We never know. <laughs> Well, it was just such a weird arc to take of the very first Alien movie. It was just like, oh, we're in space and there's an alien. That's cool, and it made an awesome movie, but wouldn't it be great if somehow we circled back around to this weird alien explaining why humans exist to begin with and where they're from? It's like, all right, Ridley Scott, settle down now. Fix well, your... I don't think they, your, I don't think they story. have a problem with the story. They just want more people to buy tickets, so... Well, fix the story. More people buy tickets. There you go. I, I don't even know about that one at this point. I think alien, <laughs> Alien's gone. Send it out the, sh- the airlock. Like, yeah, send it out. Sh- just like every other movie. <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna, we're gonna, whenever we go to space, we'll take your... Well, I guess you got digital codes. Never mind. We can't launch them out into space. <laughs> that's that's the problem with having digital copies of movies these days. Yeah, stuck around forever. So you put this uh, bit of news here. I, I didn't watch it until you posted it, but there's a Netflix movie, I believe this is, called yes. Bright coming out. And this is, I believe, Will Smith's next big movie, and it's not even going to theaters. It's going straight to Netflix. Yeah, that's right. I think this is the first like Netflix, I guess, blockbuster. It has a s- pretty significant budget. Uh, the reason I wanted to make sure this was in here because they showed up pretty hard at Comic Con, at least on the expo floor. Netflix had its own um, its own uh, setup down there, and like the line was capped the whole time because like there's not enough room for lines on the show floor. So if you want to get into their booth, you got to get into the line. But if the line's too long, you can't get in it. So you kind of have to hover around the line for the, to move a little bit. Then you sneak in, and I, it's just crazy. So uh, they're showing up pretty hard. Uh, this new trailer dropped. It looks looks really interesting i don't really know how to explain it it almost looks like a movie that is kind of a, a little too weird for the theaters but maybe just weird and fun enough for netflix i don't know so so to me this was on that channing tatum movie with um the girl from that 70s show where she's like the princess of space or something jupiter, jupiter ascending Yeah, it's like jupiter ascending but it's also like also, this kind of like if Harry Potter does like we don't need to keep everything secret. Like let's get uh-huh. along with the humans because the whole point is humans, orcs, elves, little pixies, the ghetto of, of America. Like it's all mixing together here in this movie, and they seem to find um, a magic wand that is apparently a very rare artifact in this world. So yeah, I think I kind of like it just because the story seems pretty original. I mean, yeah, there's lots of fantasy elements being thrown into it that everyone has seen before, but I just kind of like the idea of like humans living alongside of fantasy creatures and we don't really know the backstory behind that yet, but then also like, oh, what if wands weren't just kind of run in the mill like they are in wizard worlds? They're like big and special. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was maybe based on like an obscure graphic novel that we just don't know about because it does kind of seem like that. It seems like a small idea that just one person, you know, kind of blew up into a grander idea. So I don't know. It'll be weird. This will be the first time I think anybody has seen like a really huge big big budget movie mm-hmm. that's never been on the big screen. So. Well, it's also coming out December 22nd. So instead of going to the theaters on Christmas, 
uh, break, you can actually, you know, stay at home and watch a big budget movie. <laughs> yeah, but, and I think honestly, that's the only way you compete against uh, the next Star Wars movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just skip the theaters, put it right on their TVs at home. I think the one thing about this is, I just hope they don't beat us in the head with uh, some sort of political statement on like race relations and like you shouldn't judge books by their cover. Um, yeah, just because it's not like it's not an important message, but like we've seen that in all types of different sci-fi. Yeah. I feel like that's the easiest kind of message to go for, whether they're an alien or a, or a monster or a mutant, mm-hmm. like an X-Men. It's just like we we've seen it. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. I just, I mean, I yeah, you're right. It's a very important message, but like, don't make that the forefront of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, as long, if it's there and we can learn from it, even better. But like, don't beat us in the face with it. Uh, much like that, I believe Elysium, that big sci-fi movie, <laughs> Elysium. So, oh Neil Blomkamp. Yes, yeah, twice in one episode so far, and we're not even to Comic Con news yet. <laughs> Mike was gonna be a very stubborn asshole uh, about this <laughs> next topic. Kingsman: The Golden Circle got the second trailer, and he wasn't gonna watch it. He was very against it. He knew what this movie was, and and I'm glad you came around and watched it because we have a, a new Red Band trailer. Uh, it seems to be the the trend with these Kingsman movies, and I need to know what you think of this trailer, Mike, because I I'm glad you watched it. I need to know what you think. Well, I mean, I guess just to say at first, I I, I just wasn't gonna watch it because I was gonna like I was like gonna try something new. Like they're gonna get my money. I love the first one. I love the teaser trailer that I saw for this. Like they I don't need to be sold anymore. So why do I need to see it? But then like I came back from Comic Con, I had to catch up on all these trailers, and I was just like I'm in the trailer mood. Screw it, I'm just gonna watch it. So it was really fun. Like <laughs> there's a lasso that cuts a dude in half. Like this looks like it's gonna be a crazy movie, just like the first one was with all the gadgets. It's just like James Bond on crack but he goes to America, which is something that I think we've all really wanted to see with kind of James Bond really kind of drilling into the American culture. And they go, like, extra hard into American culture. They're freaking cowboys. I mean, it just looks really fun. It looks really weird. Uh, It's exciting. It has that... um has that same kind of style the first movie had with the action, uh, that Matthew Vaughn type of action that looks really fun. So I'm going to be there. This movie looks great. Yeah, I'm, I'm very on board. This is very awesome. Um, I, Channing Tatum, I, I don't usually like him, but he sold me in this movie. Like, he, <laughs> he, fuck yeah! He's like, he's like, he's like that's very American. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, it just, I just lost it. Um, and I had a conversation with my comic book store, the employees there this week, about the first one, how... Yes, the Kingman graphics novel is good, but the movie transcended the, the actual book itself. And mm-hmm. we discovered there's a second graphic novel coming out for Kingsman because of the success of this. And hopefully this transcends that. But also, do you know, like, the message is like, okay, we have this um, evil lady, uh, Julianne Moore, who's using drones to deliver stuff to America now, which is very, very topical, uh, <laughs> if you would, in the news. So I, I really had a really good time with this trailer. The action looks great. Um, the, the effects look great. I mean, it's cool to see the people using the, the lassos for different things. Uh, and manners maketh man, you know, so we, we, get, we get everything back. And also it takes place in Louisville, where I, where I work. So Yeah, there you go. That, that's really cool. And yeah, in the... We get- yeah, go ahead. I was gonna. I was just gonna say we get to see Colin Firth um, yeah. a lot more in this movie. Bef- that last trailer we saw, he was just shaven. You know, who knows how, what kind of uh, bodily harm he could have had done to him. Uh, but he looks like he's back in action. Yeah, and because he did in the first one actually get shot in Kentucky at the at the church. Uh, my my theory is that you know he's been recuperating there under the radar. So yeah, uh, maybe. So there's that. But also we get a, a really cool cross promotion with another big. 
spy property that is very <laughs> off the wall, uh, batshit crazy, if you will, uh, with Archer. Um, so so uh, tell us a little bit more about this video of Archer meeting the Kingsman in this yeah, so Yeah, so I believe this video came out of their Comic-Con panel. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe the release kind of coincides with their panel on Thursday, I believe. It was very early but, in the week, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's an animated, uh, it's like an, a little animated meetup where uh, Archer meets uh, Eggsy from the Kingsman. And it's really funny because it's Archer being Archer and Eggsy uh, being Eggsy. Um, and whoever came up with this idea was a genius because I love it. it. It just fits in really well. They don't even really need to synergize. It doesn't really make any sense for them to need to cross promote, but like, I don't care. I'm, I'm glad it was made. It's funny. Go watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. We have the link. We have all the links to all these trailers that we're talking about in our show notes. So, um, head to our website, click them there and, and check them out. Um, and go from there. Also, I want to end our regular news thing on. You talked about San Diego Comic Con, Mike. You you were there, but however, with any big Comic Con comes Comic Con exclusive pop vinyl. Oh week. God, yeah, that freaking pop vinyl booth on the show floor. It's a, it's intense. <laughs> and, and I just gotta be. I just gotta share. I was able to get all of them. They actually, I think, oversaturated the public market for once with them. So, uh-huh. like, people can't charge flipper prices for all these. Uh-huh. Um, so I was able to get my Marvel ones, Iron Man holding his mask from the Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. uh, a Bucky version of Captain America, whenever he was Captain America, a Red She-Hulk, which is a brand new character. Um, the I don't know why she's so popular, but Gwynpool, and she's taken a picture with a selfie stick, <laughs> and the brand new pop of X-23 uh, that just came out at Toys R Us, so... I was really happy to, to get all those this week, and my wife got some. She got the chicken from a Moana. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's definitely a lot of those out there. If for anyone, not even, like, hey, there's Harry Potter. She got a Harry Potter one. A Marvel, Star Wars, there's the R2-D2 with holographic Leia from the first movie in there. So, I mean, if you like pop vinyls and you want to get some that are cool, this is this is the time to get some, some rare ones. So really, really happy about that. Um, any other news you want to add, Mike, before we before we jump switch gears here? Uh, no, man, I'm ready to really jump into this Comic Con stuff. Great. Well, before we do that, Mike, I got to ask you a question. Do you like getting collectibles from all of your favorite franchises? Uh, Chris, we were just talking about collectibles a second ago, so who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. So do I, as you know. And Geek Fuel has a great deal that we think you should know about. But you probably ask yourself, what is Geek Fuel? Well, they ship out a mystery box for geeks and gamers each month that has at least $50 worth of value for around $15 plus shipping and handling. Uh, so think Comic-Con in a box with great curation and lots of exclusive items. Like every box has an exclusive t-shirt, a full downloadable game, and a total of five to seven geeky items. Uh, frequently, uh, brands that they include uh, like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Firefly, Star Trek, Harry Potter, South Park, I, 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 and even more. There's, there's so many. Like anything you like is going to show up in this box. Yeah, so Geek Fuel is doing something that no other geeky subscription box has done before. They're offering a free box to anyone who wants to try them out. All you have to do is pay shipping and handling, which is $6 domestically or $12 international if you're one of our listeners across either pond. Um, so to redeem your free box, we got a special link for you. Go to geekfuel.com slash superhero slate. Name of the show right there. That's right. And you can only redeem this offer by using that link. So get over there before midnight on July 31st to get that offer. That's July 31st, geekfuel.com slash superhero slate. Yes, and all those links will be in our show notes as well. So head there, click it, get it while it's free. All you're doing is paying shipping. It's going to be great. Love it. 
Love it, love it, love it. So instead of, you know, let's switch gears one more time uh, and not talk about the products of Comic-Con, but the actual Comic-Con itself. We have a Ooh, whole section yes. dedicated news. to news. The, so, the, the, the hairs on my arm are rising. Uh, so that's... Oh, that's a reference. I get this. I get that reference. Uh, do you have any other floor experiences you want to talk about as we go through this, or maybe kind of how you? Maybe we can go through each pro, each, each news topic. News topic. So, so, so floor experience. Uh, if we want to talk about uh, Marvel here, real quick, uh, the Marvel booth is insane. Insane is like it's unmanageable to do. Basically, their booth has kind of just turned into a giant stage with standing room only, and they're like constantly parading out like some sort of celebrity for. Signing something. The time I walked by it, there happened to be like the Black Eyed Peas were there, so I don't know what the Black Eyed Peas have to do with Marvel. They got a comic book. Think, they got a comic book coming yeah, out. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I saw like a poster or something. So they were out there signing things. You know, you got these security guards to say, if you're not on the red carpet, you need to keep it moving, keep it moving. So it's just a zoo always over at the Marvel booth. Um, uh, our uh, my friend Quentin, our friend Quentin, friend of the show Quentin, he said a good trick is just walk by the Marvel booth about every hour, and they're handing out free posters. So he got a couple of those awesome posters that you kept tweeting at me all week oh, saying, man. get me one of those posters. I tried. I got ushered away as soon as I got over there. Well, next time I just so, need to go, go to Quentin instead. So Yeah. So I'll give uh, props to the DC booth for sure because it's very approachable. They have like super soft, squishy carpet when you walk in. I was able to walk up right up to the Justice League and see their costumes. I was able to see Cyborg in his full get-up right in front of me and walk around and see them all. So props to DC for actually having a booth that I could walk into. So Do you think it's you just because they're not as cool? No, <laughs> I don't know. I think they just got better booth planners. So uh, those were the, those were like the big two there that, uh, that everybody always tries to get into. And then also the Lego booth. Lego booth is awesome. It's always great. They have room for activities. You can like everybody like descends on the booth and you're all building a very specific type of block and then you take your block you just built up to this master builder like on this little stage and he's basically crafting this giant version of like a I think it was like a Ninjago Lego fig oh. so that was pretty cool and then at each corner of their booth they have like Thor from Ragnarok made out of Legos mm -hmm. you have Old Man Luke made out of Lego and then they had um, they had the Ezra Miller <laughs> Old Man Luke man he's old man now who, who, um, Star Wars? Yeah, oh, I, old I, man I, Luke from Star. Okay, I've never heard of <laughs> old man Luke. I'm like, what? I'm I'm calling him old man Luke now, Chris. <sighs> and then they also had the Ezra Miller Flash uh, there in Lego. So always awesome booths to check out. But yeah, the floor was crazy. But outside of that floor, just above us, and the and the panels around, there was news a popping. Yes, news everywhere. Starting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, even today, there's been news. But first and foremost, I gotta get this one out of the way because I'm I'm hyped on it. I'm hyped on it, and Mike's probably not as hyped on it. But Marvels and Humans uh, had a panel, I believe. Did you go to that panel or not? You didn't go. Uh, no, I I didn't get a chance to see the Inhumans panel, but we I did watch the trailer that you can check out in our show notes. Yeah, so they they beat a second trailer, and to me, I think this is uh, an upgrade over the first one. Oh yeah, they should have led this led with this one 100. Yeah, so it's got a great theme song. It's um. I can't even think of that. We can't think. Rag and Bone Man. There it is. Uh, <laughs> the song Human. Uh, ironically, they're Inhumans. Um, I think the hair on Medusa. A lot of people will be um, le more less less complaining about her hair. Seeing the CG and movement in this one. Uh, yeah, seeing it move was better. And uh, however, Triton, the green guy, was the absolute fucking worst thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah that was that was kind of weird that looked like tv budget man. yeah so obviously they're, they're they're doing work on it in the background 
And this trailer was great. I think it had a lot more energy, a lot more to it. Um, it it felt it felt better uh, than the other one did. Yeah. So maybe they're they're listening. Maybe they're just showing us what they could. I don't know, but I think this trailer, uh, if you're on the bad side of it, this might make take you to the fence. And if you're on the fence, this might push you over to the good side. So yeah, that's a good one. Um, definitely not gonna flip flop anybody back and forth <laughs> fully, but <laughs> but I think I think it was a good reaction. We got to see a lot. Um, you know, it's cool to see. You got to see. Um, Karnak take down some people with some guns, and then you can see Gorgon smash on some stuff, including the Moon Rover. So uh, definitely interesting. I'm really, really interested to see how this plays out. Um, anything you want to add to that one, Mike? I mean, I'm more, I'm more in tune to the Inhumans than you are. <laughs> you, you definitely are. Uh, the The worst thing about the first trailer and the second trailer, I still think, is the set design for their kingdom. It just kind of looks like a, a bunch of concrete. So we'll we'll have to see if maybe that gets a little better in the show. But maybe they won't be on the moon very long. Yeah, just I, yeah. I, hopefully, hopefully not. I mean, again, my theory is all the trailer stuff we're seeing is just first episode stuff. Uh, oh yeah, it, it usually so is. so we'll see a lot more come come when they show the first and second IMAX September first. Knock on wood. Uh, sadly, this was taken down, but we did get a new trailer for the Runaways. Mike didn't get to see it, but it showed the kids discovering kind of like their parents being evil power like leaders. Uh, this cabal, um, and some of them use their powers, but then it showed a, a character called Old Lace, which is like a little Velociraptor character that pops up in the books. And, like, it does the hand on the door, kind of like, it kind on a window, it kind of looks like Jurassic Park, really. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it's cool to see that. And, honestly, the biggest thing is, this is debuting a lot earlier than I expected. November 21st on Hulu, Marvel's Runaways. Wow, there you go. That's going to be right around, uh, what, Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, right around Thanksgiving, uh, right after, I probably, I think right after Thor Ragnarok? I don't, I've got, I've actually got the upcoming movies at thing right here november 17th is justice league so it'll actually be the week after justice league so yeah well it'll that'll be the next uh show that you can binge watch after our next uh, news item yes here. the next well maybe the next news item is the defenders which is great because they gave us a brand new they gave us two trailers i'm gonna say this is two trailers on this mic <laughs> so we've got our official trailer showing leading up to this which includes a lot more i think fight scenes in it um get to see some mm-hmm. stuff the the re-debut of Electra coming up in there. Um, yeah, a lot more uh, Sigourney Weaver. She's basically like half of the trailer. Yeah, and and she's even like facing down Madame Gal from the other ones. Uh, so mm-hmm. obviously she's above her a little bit somewhere. Um, I think it's cool to see them kind of work together, like in this hallways of these like the break room. I just like seeing it. Uh, it felt good. But the next trailer i think the first one actually was actually a narrate stanley narrated and starred in a trailer for the defenders yeah he's like being chauffeured around in a car and he's like overlooking the city why we kind of see montages of uh a footage i think from previous yeah. seasons i don't think there was a whole lot of new stuff in this trailer but we always like seeing a uh, stanley out there just because we don't know how much time we're gonna have with them yeah so the the more Stanley we get to see, the better. I think he was he was given um uh, like some sort of IMDb award this weekend at Comic Con, so he's being honored uh, for from that website. And he also just got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame just recently. So I got to go get a picture with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's sad that the guy you know lost his wife uh, earlier this month and has been earning awards ever since. So hopefully you know keep him in good spirits and, and keep him around a little bit longer. Um, mm. But the thing about the last narrated trailer is we actually got our first look at the Punisher's return in his full Punisher attire at the end of that, where he's like, I guess I, you know, he's like, I guess I came back in time or something like that. Like, 
Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to see the Punisher uh, again because we, I think he's going to be the first. I, it's got to be this fall. I don't know if it'll be December or November, but I think we're going to get the Punisher later this year, like earlier. Yeah. Oh man, maybe you can uh, do a marathon back to back of uh, Runaways and Punisher. Right. Well, I'll probably alternate back and forth that way. You know, I get the Runaways a little lighthearted, and then the Punisher probably pretty rough. So <laughs> yeah, really but balance that out. Yeah, but 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 Chris, if you were if you were the man in the chair and I was the man on the floor, uh, friend of the show Quentin Parker was the man in the hall. And he got a chance to see the very first episode of the. Defenders. Oh, okay, that's awesome. And did what does he think? Do you did you get a, a, an opinion out of him? Uh, a quote. So per he, se. He, he, <laughs> so he was. I mean, he enjoyed it. He he said uh, the first episode is really well paced, which is good to know. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be sounds like it's going to be a tight, solid eight episodes. So that's really cool. Uh, there was some moments that he tries to protect me from from spoilers. He said there's some funny moments with Jessica Jones and I think uh, some drinking. So we all know Jessica likes to do a little bit of that. Uh, so it, it's going to be really crazy to see what's going to happen. Uh, I'm jealous. He was really happy that he could walk away from Comic-Con with one of those uh, big experiences. That's all. That's one thing you always want to get there. You always want to get one of those big exclusives, and he got that. So he seems uh, he seems very hyped. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome to hear. And that was a, it wasn't just a Defenders panel. That was a whole Netflix panel as well, as my understanding. Mm-hmm. Which kind of brings us to our next Netflix panel thing. It's, it's a mixed bag here. We got Marvel news. Good news. We've already reported on this, but confirmed Daredevil gets season three. Starts filming later mm-hmm. this year. And uh, Mike might cringe a little harder, but Iron Fist <laughs> Season 2 has been confirmed. And I, yeah. I had the note here. It actually has a brand new showrunner. Uh, oh, thank God. Um, thank and God. I can't even... Um, I can't even think of what they did because I had the note here and it's not in our show notes anymore. Well, if, if you want to look it up uh, real quickly, I can say I did specifically ask uh, Quentin when he was in that panel. I was just like, so they announced Iron Fist season two. What happened when they said that? Like, what did the crowd do? Or was it like, uh, was it just a bed of crickets? Like how I would imagine. And he said like, no, they were actually excited. And I was just like, really? And then. You know, so I so I don't know if maybe just weird, just weird, and people do like Iron Fist, or maybe just the hype of being in Hall H and all these excitements. You know, when they announce season two of something, you just you applaud because <laughs> they've they've earned that at least. I don't know. Yeah. So the the showrunner is now Raven Metzner, uh, who is known for doing things like a Sleepy Hollow and Falling Skies, which I've heard good things about these shows. Um, so I think I think that's a that's a good sign. So um, that's, I mean, I that's that's good with me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that that's better than uh, what Scott Buck was at his. Yeah, name? yeah, we still got to get to his Inhumans <laughs> before we can get. I, and, yeah, and I like saying was that his name because I would just like to imagine that you know he's gone. Now. Yeah. So <laughs> Daredevil season three, Iron Fist season two. I think I think we're gonna see at least three seasons out of most of these shows, um, if not uh-huh. a team up of Luke Cage, Iron Fist combined season three, which I think would be very mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but also, they showed the first Punisher teaser there, uh, some clips of it, and apparently it is very, very dark show. Like, a lot of people he, thought Netflix would sand off his rough edges. No. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he, he's still continuing his path of killing all the people, of, like the Irish and the biker gang and stuff, and he keeps going down the line of, like, connections through this across yeah. the whole country and not just New York. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was described to me in one of the clips that uh, he was uh, killing people. 
uh, surprisingly without a gun. So it sounds like uh, he's not afraid to kill people without bullets in this new season. So that sounds like it's going to be pretty brutal. Yeah, I'm really hoping that they do spread out a little bit more uh, from New York with him. So um, that'd be that'd be okay in my book. So maybe something to bring him back, but that, that's all right. And lastly, on Netflix side, this is going to drag you outside of Marvel, but Stranger Things Season 2 uh, gave us a thriller trailer, is what they're calling it. Ooh, man, this trailer was amazing. Go go on, I I, love, I'm not sold on I, this show. Like this, I, Even though I've watched oh, it, I'm wow. still not sold on Stranger Things. Man, so, the, so this trailer is really, really great. Uh, I, I can still say that I'm still a little nervous about Season 2, just because the first season was so good, so maintained and like minimal. I'm hoping they they keep up that 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 path, but like man, they just slowly bring up the the intro to Michael Jackson's Thriller with that that guy that narrates at the very beginning. It adds this awesome extra creepy kind of funky vibe to the trailer. Uh, we get to see that this is going to take place around Halloween. We see the kids in the, in their Ghostbusters costumes. You know, it's really bringing you back to the day, the nostalgia feel. Uh, there's just some creepy vibes going through this. We see some. We see a look at what this new monster is supposedly going to be with his like tentacles or arms or whatever they're going to end up being called. Off in the distance, uh, looking at Will. It just looks really, really creepy. Uh, we get to see uh, Eleven is still out there, somehow going to come mm-hmm. back. It's just, it, it just the vibe of the trailer is just awesome. It's really well made. So I cannot wait for October to see that second season. All right, yeah, it's, it's, it's this this season comes out at Halloween and is set in Halloween, so that that's a really cool that they could time that release with the the. Actual we we call that synergy, Chris. That's synergy. Whatever you want to call it, I don't care what you want to call it, but <laughs> it's it's coming out. It, it it looks fun. I will probably watch it sooner than later this time around, but it's not a show I'm clamoring to see more of. Uh, so I think I'm outside of the box on this one. So to, to, to be to be fair, it took you a while to watch season one, so you got you got inundated with all of the hype and everything. So you didn't get to see it like just kind of with a fresh fresh. I, eyes. I still don't care for the like, '80s vibe. Doesn't sell me. Like the, I'm I'm out of the '80s. Like that's my problem. So. No problem. It's not a problem. It's how I am. I just don't care about well, the 80s. So. Yeah. Well, Chris, in, in, in a little bit, I think maybe we're going to be talking about a movie with, in the 90s, and maybe that'll be a little bit more. Uh, maybe. Uh, we've got some <laughs> stuff to talk about later. But that's okay, because we're going to get back to not Marvel's television panels, but Marvel's movie panels, which is actually Ooh, probably the, the biggest juice. chunk of this whole thing. We could have done a whole episode <sighs> around this specifically. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the first and foremost, we got Thor Ragnarok right out the gate. Mm-hmm. And Thor Ragnarok didn't only get us a new poster here which i think i was asked to get your opinion on this poster but a new trailer as well so let's talk about the poster first mike give me your thoughts on this thor ragnarok poster i've been asked specifically for your thoughts on it. <laughs> so actually this is kind of cool just because i went to a panel at comic-con where uh it was a panelist talking about the tools uh within photoshop and all the examples they all went over uh movie poster art because all of the panelists were professional like movie poster makers artists i guess is what you would call them so it's kind of interesting seeing these posters now after knowing kind of the stuff that they have to go through to get posters approved and made so what i didn't know is there's compers and there's finishers when it comes to movie posters so when a movie poster like this is made uh, they hire a bunch of different artists to do a lot of lot of really loose roughs and comps and sketches of a bunch of different movie poster ideas, and then like the the 
the project manager in charge of the poster basically is looking at all these different ideas, kind of pinpoints the one that they think is the best, and then that goes on to a finisher who kind of fleshes that out, makes the art final, and makes all different sizes for billboards and everything, every place that it needs to go. So it's kind of interesting to see all the all the path that a movie poster goes down. And typically that's when you do get bad movie posters because someone picks a really bad movie idea or the really safe movie idea, uh, like the just the safest design that everybody will appreciate. So this design is really, really fun. I like the idea. I like the composition, the radiating circles. Um, it's interesting to see how all the characters are laid out. Uh, like, I love Hulk there at the top, and Hello overlaying him. Yeah, it's just composed really, really well. It's fun. The The colors for this movie are just really bright and just cheery, which is really weird when you think about Ragnarok, the end of everything. So, yeah, I would say this is a solid poster uh, that I would like to put on my wall. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to be... Um, printing this one off and replacing the, the first Thor Ragnarok poster we got. The color <laughs> schemes match up, actually, with the first one and this one. Um, but what gets me is it's... I, I love this. It's beautiful. It be, but it's something that draws my attention. It's both symmetrical and asymmetrical at the same time. And mm-hmm. that... I don't know if that's why I like it or not like it, but I, I love looking at this poster. And the more I see Hela's headpiece, the more crazy that that thing gets. And I, lo- oh, I love... Oh, yeah. It. That headpiece is so cool. I'm in love with it. And and a little and a little tip if you want a little like Easter egg for movie posters. If you ever see that like just random grit floating around in a poster, that kind of grungy texture, sometimes that's just inverted snow. I guess these uh, poster artists will just find pictures of snow online and just invert it and just throw it up there. So there you go. There's a, a tip from from the from oh, for God. all those people out there who want to make movie posters there you go so glad (laughs) we got that out of the way now let's talk about this international thor ragnarok trailer we got because holy shit this is our first trailer this is no longer a teaser trailer and it just i think just compounds on top of the other one like even more and and gets me hyped for uh thor ragnarok coming out this fall what do, what do you think of it anything stand out to you in your mind off off hand well well i think we there's a couple takeaways from the trailer uh so i was kind of under the impression that maybe the hulk thor battle maybe would take place further into the movie it might be built up a little bit more and then maybe hulk wouldn't be revealed until about halfway two-thirds for the movie but it looks like maybe it takes place a little sooner because they end up having a conversation about who won the fight and who won the battle and we see bruce banner as like a normal dude like pretty early into the trailer so it doesn't look like you know the hulk is just controlled during the the whole movie yeah so Uh, let me actually give you a little more info on that the hulk has not turned back into bruce banner for two years at the start of this movie so he's been pure hulk form so he has a vocabulary of a two-year-old hence why the hulk can now talk at the end of the trailer uh, which is, I think, is an interesting development of the character in and of itself because he's never been the Hulk long enough to learn anything. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that's he's true. kind of growing, and then you know, Bruce Banner actually has no recollection of being the Hulk during that time frame either because he's like, "What's what's going on here? Where am I?" He went he went into one of those uh, fugue states, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but the tra- the trailer is really, really fun. Obviously, the biggest kind of Easter egg reveals at the very end of the trailer. But before we get to that, um, it was just it was just fun. It was cool. We get to see Loki and uh, Thor palling around so, with, like, guns and stuff, which is just, like, that's kind of I rad. I think that's actually probably <laughs> one of my biggest surprises here. Loki is on Thor's team yet again. Um, so, chance start. Well, he, he is the trickster god, so I have a feeling it's not going to stay yeah, that way. Th- well, the thing, Loki is always liked Asgard. He's like, he's, he loves Asgard. He wants to rule it. 
Um, and I think that's the thing. Like, if Hela has come to destroy it, which we see resurrected-looking soldiers in, in Asgardian armor later, um, maybe he's like, okay, maybe, you know, I do need help uh, kind of thing uh, to mm-hmm. take it back. So that uh, there's a lot more Hulk towards the end. We see the Hulk fighting the Fenris wolf. Um, Valkyrie gets a new suit of armor there at the end um, going on and on the Rainbow Bridge. And I believe... Um, one of the the coolest things is, you know, a lot of this looks like it takes place the final fight in Asgard and, and on the Rainbow Bridge, which could set up a big uh, a big part of the upcoming Infinity War. This could be right before mm-hmm. it. But yeah. that thing at the end that we're going to talk about, uh, Hulk likes fire or something like that. <laughs> uh, he's he's yeah he's a he's a raging inferno. Yes, uh, fighting against uh, Surtur, the fire demon of Muspelheim. And I've actually discovered the voice actor of Surger is Clancy Brown, um, mm-hmm. who actually voices his most famous role is probably Mr. Krabs on, on SpongeBob. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, he's been in a bunch of other stuff, but a lot of people know him for Mr. Krabs. Yeah, so it's really cool to see Surger. He looks like a very giant, unwieldy beast. So it doesn't look like maybe a character that really is something that you relate to. Kind of it's like kind of that Dormammu feeling mm. from Doctor Strange. So I don't really know how he's going to factor into it. Um, I did have one thought though. Um, I kind of wonder if um, if um, Hela in this uh, kind of MCU is maybe also going to double for uh, Thanos' yeah, love of death. I, I wish people would stop saying that. Like that, that, gets on, <laughs> that one gets on my nerves. But we don't know. We'll see when we cross that bridge. But well, I can just I'll just I can just explain it. I mean, like when you have a movie universe, like how many movie universes out there do you see where death is personified in two different people? I would imagine if you don't like the idea of like Hella like doubling for death also. Uh, maybe they'll just make death something different. Maybe like Thanos is just in love with the idea of death, and it doesn't manifest as a physical thing. I don't know. Or maybe it'll just be kind of hint well, at Thanos' motivation. If we take death. everything as canon, actually, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one where he gets the orb out of the 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 prison for the first time, the panels mm-hmm. on the wall have um, the Marvel Comics versions of death, eternity, entropy, and atrophy. I believe. Um, and mm-hmm. it's not Hela. It's somebody. It's, it's shown as a different character. So um, it, whether they had that planned out three years ago, four years ago, <laughs> who's to say? But I think I would like to think that those embodiments still exist simply because um, I, I'd like to see larger entities in the Marvel universe, like. That, 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 well, there you, well, there you go. If you see Chris at a party, do not bring up the idea of hell. Yeah, I just, I've just seen it everywhere dead. since this trailer came out. Like, it's like people uh, won't gotcha. stop. Like, it's the same post every day. I'm like, oh my god, just. I, I think it's because she just looks so badass in the trailer. You just like the idea of maybe seeing her again in a different. Would way. I ever? No, no doubt. <laughs> I love it in the trailer when she puts her helmet on. Like she's like running oh, her so hands cool. overhead and her helmet comes uh-huh. to life. Uh, that's cool. And also, I think the last part of that trailer is seen. Thor imbued with the lightning uh, power without actually having uh, his hammer. So Yeah, that's cool. So I, I'd really love to see some of that. But that's okay. That's just our first Marvel property. Next up, we're going to talk about the biggest surprise Marvel brought to the table, I think. Ooh, yes. And that is Captain Marvel. And we have details on this movie like nothing else. So for- yeah, and I think I think this was the biggest news because, like we're about to say, this was kind of like the first announcement. Yeah, the the con had a lot of exclusive trailers and footage, but this is like legitimate news. Yes, this is very very news. Nobody had this beforehand. This is where it was first released. Um, 
but Captain Marvel takes place in the 1990s. It's not going to be Whoa. right now in the time frame. Uh, and we talked about Nick Fury to appear, but he's supposed to have two eyes in this movie. So, <laughs> well, there so you we go. might see how he gets that eye patch, you know? Um, because in which is funny because he said in I believe Winter Soldier he last time he trusted somebody he lost his his eye. Oh yeah. Um, but then that also gets us uh, our first look at the Captain Marvel suit, which looks like it's pulled right out of the comics. Like yeah, and there's not a there's not a whole lot of good images out there. Uh, I think people were basically just taking pictures of the screen at Comic Con. So wherever you see it, hopefully we get something high res. Yeah. So so take a look at the suit there. But that's not even the biggest surprise, Mike. The biggest surprise no, is the enemies in this film are confirmed to be the Scroll Empire. What the Scrolls? But Chris, I thought we were never going to see these guys because the, the Chitari were invented because they couldn't get the Scrolls. So at the time, the legal rights for Scrolls were very, very gray. But mm-hmm. Marvel and Fox both shared the Scrolls like they shared the Maximoff twins. Fox mm-hmm. only has the exclusive rights to a character called Super Scroll, uh, which mm-hmm. is a Fantastic Four villain. So if this is taking place in the 1990s, Versus the scrolls, which are shapeshifters, and it appears to be in space. Do you think this sets up for a secret invasion storyline we could enter in Phase Four, where who could possibly be a scroll? We don't know. Oh, that would be really, really cool. I mean, and that's basically what Secret Invasion is all about. It's kind of like this, uh, this, uh, this long drawn out storyline of like who is who. And they, I think they actually did it really well in Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon show. I mean, you kind of almost forgot that Captain America was a scrawl for the longest time, and then like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot he was an alien. So. I like the idea also of this happening in the 1990s because it's just like all of this crazy stuff happened before we even saw Iron Man make the suit for the very first time. So I like the idea of Captain Marvel like showing up in the Infinity War and just being like, uh, guys, I've been doing this since the 90s. You guys are you guys are new to this, you know. Uh, I've been fighting aliens already. I've been all around space, you know. Let me show you what's up uh, because I'm on top of this. Yeah, exactly. And, so, you know, we have three bits of concept art here. And I've just got to say, they have nailed the look of the scrolls. Uh, it looks like one mm-hmm. of those may even be a test CGI models uh, for some of the scroll characters. they got the purple suits. The green faces that are very ridgy. Uh, it just looks great. And then to see Captain Marvel punching. What, these might be Kree Empire people here instead of scrolls at the end. Uh, because mm-hmm. the, the Kree are who created Captain Marvel in the comic books. So uh, either way, it looks like she's going to be in space most of the time. It's really what I'm kind of getting here. Um, we might get a little bit on, on Earth where the scrolls are taking over or something. Or they landed. And Nick Fury sends her into space to, you know, uh, get her. Uh, another theory slash, you know, piecing together information is they said her power comes from the quantum realm. And the quantum realm has been referenced in one movie before. Uh, the Ant-Man movie. So mm-hmm. when you, maybe she has been trapped in the quantum realm and this next movie we talk about brings her out of it. Just in Whoa, time Chris, <laughs> you are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> so there's our Captain Marvel information. Do you have anything else you want to add to this other than the fact it looks amazing and is going to probably be very, very awesome come next year when it releases? Man, it just sets up maybe a surprise going forward because, you know, if these scrolls set up an invasion back in the 90s, there could be a character out there right now that we know and love that has been a scrawl the entire time and we don't even know it. And that would be insane. It would definitely make 
an Avengers 5, a secret invasion that much cooler by the time everyone is affected by this, uh, these mm-hmm. characters coming in. So, so there's definitely that. So I think I think that Captain Marvel's cool. But we got even more information from the Ant-Man and the Wasp sequel that we didn't know about, which you know maybe could tie in all this if we're lucky. Uh, but we have a new logo for the uh, for the movie here, and you know it's kind of generic. I think they're still working on it a little bit. But we yeah, it kind of it looks very like Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it, it it does. And we've got some <laughs> looks like the concept art of Ant Man and then the Wasp for the first time there as well that we we kind of peeked uh-huh. at a little bit last week. Uh, but also a new, I believe, a new poster has landed here, uh, and you you brought this to the table here. Did you see this on the convention floor? Uh, no, I, I didn't see it, but this does fit in the style of all the other posters that they had at the convention for sure. Uh, it's a it's an illustration. It looks really beautiful. We kind of get to see Ant Man be really big this time, as opposed to his last poster where he was tiny. But then we have uh, the Wasp kind of taking up that lead of. Uh, seeing that shadow ghosting of her getting uh, big to small. Uh, I'm curious who she's kicking in the face, though, because I think that could be a little bit of a reveal of, like, oh, who's this bad guy? Or maybe it's just a random military dude, because we do kind of see, like, tanks in the background. So maybe like mercenaries to me. Yeah, maybe Ant-Man's being hunted down for some reason. They look to be maybe in some sort of like jungle. You know, I don't. You don't usually see tanks rolling around in San Francisco where like the last movie. Took yeah, but place. you did. So it looks like he had it in his pocket the whole time. <laughs> well, I guess he did have it in his pocket. So who knows? This is a. Uh, this looks really cool. The, an- the wasp, uh, the the ghost trailing there reminds me of the Animorphs book covers. A little bit, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, from from wasp to person kind of thing, and he's punching a helicopter in giant man form, which is great. Um, but there were several casting announcements that that in here that are going to blow your mind, Mike. Going to blow your All mind. All right, let's do it. First off, they've stolen another DC alumni. Michelle Pfeiffer will be Janet Van Dyne, the mother of uh, <laughs> I can't even think of her name. Um, uh, what is her name in this movie? The last one. Uh, I I don't I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, so either way, are you are you talking about the actress, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Like, is she maybe also going to be pulled out of the quantum realm? Yes, that, realm? that's where so, she's been. So, I think. So, that also makes it sound like maybe Captain Marvel can't also come out of the quantum realm. I mean, is that. that that's just going to end up being a meme then. Well, I just, like, I just assume that they're going to be related. Just pull out of the like, quantum Ant Man yeah. has been to the quantum realm. He can go in and find her, kind of thing. Uh-huh. But. I think you know that's a uh, Catwoman. Uh, they've also got Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Like you know, wh- why not? Like, yeah, they're pulling out some uh, some old uh, superhero cuts yeah, for sure. Good old Larry Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne, and <laughs> Doctor Bill Foster. We we talked about this role last week. Uh, he mm-hmm. has the ability to access the Pym particles as well when in the comic books. Uh, this one's a little older than the one that, that was in the comic, so he might be an old colleague of, um, you know, maybe Hank Pym or possibly. Uh, an anti-antithesis, you know, bad guy. I don't know. <laughs> Anti-pin. Yeah. Another <laughs> casting announcement that blew my mind, Walton Goggins as Sonny Birch. Uh, are you familiar with Walton Goggins? Uh, that name sounds so familiar. Did you I'm going to Google his face eight. and I'm going to know. Uh, no, I okay. didn't um, He's in, I believe, Justified then on the TV show. He's a great actor. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, I know who yep. this guy is. Uh, sure. He is, Sonny Birch is the president of Cross Technologies in the comics. And if you remember, Darren Cross was the villain in the first Ant-Man movie. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit of tie-in there. Uh, Hannah John Kamen, uh, we confirmed her announcement before, has been cast as a character called The Ghost. I don't know how that information, who that is off the top of my head there. 
And lastly, Randall Park is Jimmy Woo, who is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in the comic books as well. So, um, bringing a lot of big names into this to have have a good story. I think Amen and Wasp has a lot of potential to, to yeah, be a sequel they're, better they're, than the first. They're really expanding it. I think it's because their first movie was uh, was so well uh, received. So it's just like, well, let's double down, get get some uh, get some Larry Lawrence Fishburne in there yeah, for you. Well, I mean, that's also a Man of Steel uh, steal since he is yeah, technically he, in the uh, DC Cinematic Universe as of right now. Yeah, he's doing some. That might be like the only current crossover between Marvel and DC right now, at least concurrently. You know? I mean, off the top of our heads, you know, if we think of somebody else, we'll let you know. But I mean, that's a uh, that's a pretty big that's pretty big draw. I think um, <laughs> yeah. he's double dipping. I don't think you're allowed to do yeah, that. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Well, the one guy I believe in the Winter Soldier was the villain, also in Batman v Superman, like the mercenary. But you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that's Ant Man and the Wasp news. We got a bunch of that. Uh, Black Panther gave us a little bit of stuff here. Uh, first off, a new theatrical poster. Mike, what do you think of this one? Give us your rundown on this poster. Uh, so this is uh, pretty cool. I like it because there's a takeaway that you can get where you can see Wakanda from kind of an aerial view, and it looks like a very futuristic city. I mean, we knew Wakanda did have that future tech, but I kind of thought maybe a lot of the buildings and stuff would be like shrouded in the jungle, you know, because the city kind of needs to be hidden. We don't know exactly how they're hiding it yet, so I don't know if it's hidden by technology, like like some sort of force field, or if it's just hidden really well in a bunch of mountains, and anybody gets gets close, they just murder them. But it's kind of cool to see the the future city. Yeah, definitely really cool to see that high tech stuff and the the cool ships and then the big you know big Black Panther guarding over it and you know the tagline "Long live the king," right? So mm-hmm. so there's that going on here. We the trailer they did show footage. We do not have any link of that, but they use a Kendrick Lamar song over this one instead of the uh, "Run the Jewel" song off the last one, which is very catchy by the way. I think I've listened to that song like eight times this week. <laughs> it's, it's still in my head. Um, the footage description there's. Two things I want to talk about here. Andy Circus, his new arm, he has a new arm. It can transform Ooh. into a gun. Does it look like a satellite dish? <laughs> they did not say um, what it looked like. But it does, I believe, shoot sonic um, waves instead of bullets. Mm. Uh, and um, the Black Panther has uh, nanotech in a suit he wears where he hits himself in the chest and it becomes a suit around him. Um, so kind of very, very high-tech Iron Man-y kind of stuff. So... Uh, other than that, I think maybe um, Michael B. Jordan has a suit as well, so we might see him take on a suit later on. I just want to see him. I just want to see him throw down. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do too. I mean, I think their fight's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna love it. Black Panther has a lot of hype behind it. Um, a lot of these movies have a lot of hype behind it, but Black Panther looks like it's gonna kick off 2018 really, really well. Uh, and mm-hmm. then we only have a couple short months to wait before Avengers Infinity War lands. Ooh, yeah. And uh, we've got some stuff here. First off, there's a poster from that San Diego Comic-Con floor, which I found is actually one of three posters. Um, so this combines with one that has Thanos in the middle. And then on the left-hand side is another one with Captain America and his team, like the Guardians and all the other characters that are not on mm-hmm. this one. So uh, it looks, looks like you know it's going to be huge. This, this movie is going to be large and in charge, my friend. So, um, you didn't get any of those posters, did you? No, man. I t- like I told you, that Marvel booth was insane. Uh, Quentin did get one where Thanos is featured in yep. it, and I got to see it firsthand, and it looked awesome. But, like, since uh, the fever for handing out posters over there is, like, so intense, like, what the poster he got, like, got a little wrinkled and folded and stuff like that. So, now we're just like, how do we remedy a folded piece of paper? You so, frame uh, it. Well, 
Yeah, that's what I told him. So he was lucky enough to get one. That's that's awesome. Good job, Quentin. Uh, anyone else who, if you're listening to where is at the floor and got one, send your pictures of that. Next up uh, might be a little bit. This might get spoilery for anybody um, who has not seen Spider Man. So if you want to not get spoilers, skip ahead. Uh, I, I think I think I think it's alright. I think you're safe if you haven't seen the movie yet, but you should have seen yeah. the movie by now. So <laughs> this is actually might be a production scene from the movie where it shows some pre CGI of Doctor Strange and Spider Man teaming up. But if you notice, the Spider Man suit is the one from the end of Homecoming that Tony almost gave Peter. Yes, and I'm and I'm really glad that we actually are talking about it now because I I said in the spoiler cast for Homecoming that we did that I think we're gonna see that suit again and it's probably gonna be an Infinity War like some shit's gonna hit the fan and he's gonna need to get in that suit and we do see it in this uh, little shot here and that's uh, that's cool. Yes, so we get to see that and looks on the left hand side is actually the Scarlet Witch and what's possibly Quicksilver walking in front of her. Um, oh man, Thanos has the mind gym. He's able to fuck with people's minds pretty heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. So I hear it's going to be a very dire and dour tone in this movie. So uh, if that's true, it's going to look pretty rough. So And actually, I believe it says here Jesse Olivares on the screen, which is actually the visual production like lead on the film. So I, we're going to chalk this up as actually legit from, uh, mm-hmm. from the production of the movie, which is cool. And this scene with Doctor Strange and Peter makes sense because we have seen the leaked footage Oh, have we seen the leaked footage, man? We have it. We have a copy of it in our possession before the internet could take it down. We, I, I, <laughs> I, the guy in the chair had one on his phone. Uh, you were a great guy in the chair. Uh, and a big th- shout out to uh, superfan Jim Mintier, who also was sending other links as well of it, backup links. Uh, saint. You're a saint, yes. Jim. And happy uh, superhero slate anniversary with us. He started listening to our San Diego <laughs> coverage two years ago. Um, yeah, that's right. So that's cool. So this leaked footage for Infinity War goes above and beyond <laughs> what I could describe, what, what any description well, it, could describe of it. It is really funny because uh, you were listening to my reaction uh, over the microphone while I was watching it for the first time, and I think you were just like, I can't hear you. Is anything happening over there? Because I was just – I was in silence. I was just taking it all in, mainly because I had to concentrate really hard because it, it's the it's one of the better versions you can have of leaked footage because usually it's like some dude way back in the convention hall, like in the back seats, and like it's just like a postage stamp surrounded by black, and you just kind of see some blobs moving around. Like this actually wasn't too t- wasn't too bad. It seemed, they seemed to be in a pretty close front row. There was just someone's head that was kind of obscuring the front left of the screen a little bit. So you did get a really solid look at the middle of the screen. Uh, it did match up with that D twenty three description. I think pretty much directly Mm -hmm. so i think this was the exact same footage that came out of d23 uh so i was kind of seeing all these things come out so i wasn't exactly shocked by what i was seeing but i was really happy to see what i was seeing i was looking out for that thanos moment where he uses the gauntlet to kind of pull those like meteoroid asteroids out of like uh out of like another dimension like that was sick um it's it's really crazy seeing the crowd reaction. Uh, I almost think like that would be a cool way to release a trailer for a movie. It's just like show the movie, but also get a recording of like the Hall H and put that underneath because that would be kind of awesome because that adds to the hype. Yeah. You know, seeing Captain America with his beard kind of come out of the shadow. Oh, yeah. People are losing their shit. Uh, you, you see, like, Doctor Strange flying around, and then you do, you get to see Spider-Man in that kind of, like, Iron Spider 
type looking suit that was badass you get that funny moment at the very beginning of thor landing on the landing on the milano and you hear rocket turn the wipers on get that thing off yeah um confirmation that thor does still have his short hair and so, like you said, this could be right off the tail end of Ragnarok. Like you said, that Rainbow Road could be the final showdown. Yeah. Maybe some some stuff blows up. He gets thrown into a different dimension. Uh, so Rain- Rainbow man. Road is always the final showdown, but the Rainbow <laughs> Bridge it could be the final scene. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking Mario Kart. Yeah. So I, that I mean, it's fun. It's it's surreal to see these characters team up. Is what it is. Like uh-huh. you're gonna see Doctor Strange throwing portals or not portals, but like footprint like you know, ledges that Star-Lord's running on to shoot at Thanos. Thanos mm-hmm. comes through a portal out of nowhere, and he's like, you know, he's like, I don't normally... Taking over, like, balancing the universe isn't fun, but this is fun kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, you get to see Iron Man, Spider-Man, uh, the Guardians all together in the screen. Oh, it's so weird. It feels like a like a really well-made fan trailer. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like everything you've ever wanted they put in there. And uh-huh. the sad thing is, we talked about this before the show, is they're not going to release this. This is not yeah. footage for the, the public, because this is not a trailer. This is pure hype footage. Like, Yeah, and it does it does kind of make sense. Like, I had the theory that we might be seeing this officially released because we're less than a year away from Infinity War, and this does kind of fit in with a time frame of seeing an official trailer. But yeah, this isn't structured really as a trailer. There's just kind of a bunch of cool stuff happening, and a lot of just kind of pan over reveal shots of characters. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's not really structured like a trailer should be, so I can only imagine what we're going to see in that first official trailer. And I think we would we have to see it. We have to see it before Ragnarok. I mean, that's not until November, and I feel like that's already too short be, be, before Infinity War comes out. So I'm just trying to think of milestones between like now and November where the trailer could be dropped. But maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe it's just going to be like on Jimmy Kimmel one night or something like oh, that. It'll always be Jimmy gonna, Kimmel. Like, <laughs> they'll just pick like a random date to throw it up and premiere it. Uh, so hopefully. Maybe around the Defenders, maybe a week after... Okay, I'm just going to guess. A week after the after the Defenders come out, we're going to get the Infinity War trailer, and let's just see if I'm right. Late August <laughs> for you. I'm going to go... I'm going to guess a little later. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say probably October. October for, mm-hmm. for Chris. So, um, I, I just... The footage... You know, go ahead and, and tweet at me, at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I'll get you the footage. Um if you post it, it will be taken down. Like, that's the thing. Like, some <laughs> poor guy sacrificed his Instagram account to publish some of this footage online. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's definitely fun. But, I mean, it's it's great. I want to see more. But it was great to see kind of like this roll call of all these people come together. And seeing the Winter Soldier and Captain America and Black Panther. like, And it looked like some Iron Man armor taking on a, a, an army in, in Wakanda as well. So... Yeah, it's going to be crazy. There's a lot going on. Like, I was expecting kind of this whole trailer to take place in, like, one location. But, yeah, we had tons of locales. So this movie looks like it's going to be big. Yeah, and uh, if you look, uh, uh, Thanos' gauntlet only has a couple gems in it whenever he does use it. So uh, he's not going to have them all right off the bat. So that'll be really fun. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the 
the only one scene where we get to see Vision, he is in some sort of like jailed prison, which you would think, well, that's not going to stop. Pr- that's not going to stop Vision. But the bars on the jail covers up specifically, his face. Ugh. Yeah, specifically obscures his Man. forehead. So maybe that gem has been taken. He's still alive. So maybe he just gets like superpowers from the gem, but not life from the gem. And he can't phase through those bars because he doesn't have the gem well, on his forehead. I, th- I, th- I do think that he doesn't need the gem for life because Thanos was going to put his body in there and Thanos doesn't have life. So, mm-hmm. I, I, or not Thanos, Ultron. Uh, Ultron, Ultron yeah. yeah. So I think I don't think he'll die when they take it out. It'll just be a very, very tragic moment and he'll have some self... He'll have to deal with, you know, overcoming that and becoming, nor- mm-hmm. I guess, a normal robot. So, yeah. um, definitely interesting there. So we had the Infinity War footage. We have a lot of news from that. Marvel kicked names and, and took ass or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever you want. They... They they'll take they'll take. Your I ass. think they you show up to Comic Con. They'll take. They, it. If we were to rank Comic Con panels and and presences, Marvel stole the show, hands yeah, down. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it's all it's always the the biggest one, especially since they've have the most established franchise. Uh, hopefully, maybe one day it's DC that we're all really looking forward to. Even though DC did show up pretty strong, they had a they have a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about here in a, in a moment. But yeah, Marvel they it's been ten years, of course, and it's culminating to this big giant movie. Um, we were kind of doing some mental math of if you get to make it out here for Comic Con next year, it should be right around the same timeline where if they're in Hall H, they should be showing Infinity War part two stuff yeah. in that hall so i think we'll be getting that next year yeah i i really i really hope to make it so uh we're gonna we're gonna make this show the best we can so people be like oh <laughs> yeah they covered it great so that's that's it for marvel let's kick it over to fox who dropped a bombshell on us <laughs> with uh, a doctor doom movie being in development from noah hawley the guy who does legion <sighs> Talk about a double-edged sword, Chris. Yeah. I mean, if we have to get a Doctor Doctor Doom movie from Fox, I guess it's awesome that it's coming from Noah Hawley, who does does Legion and I believe uh, the Fargo series. Yeah. So an excellent, excellent film TV maker who I would trust any with any franchise that I love because he he knows what he's doing. But at the same time, this is such a this is such a backhanded way to tell everybody, hey, guess what? Marvel's not getting the Fantastic Four from Fox anytime soon. Seems like they're going to try to reboot it, starting from Doctor Doom. That's, I, I, so I don't know if Noah Hawley has any work in film, and that's probably my first hesitation. Um, he's great at TV shows, turning movies oh. into TV shows. I mean, those TV shows are so good, though. Yeah, but that's okay. But some people work well in television. They don't work well in film and vice versa. So I don't – I'm not going to say he's a bad choice, but I hope, you know, that it just isn't too much for him because there's a lot of pressure writing on the Fantastic Four property. I assume, you know, uh, the last – I mean, the last movie didn't make any money at all, and it was very sad. It sucks. And it sucks so hard. Like, I mean, it's almost – I mean, I'm going to use this joke I heard, but, like, you know, it's like – you know, uh, when uh, O.J. Simpson, you know, did his thing in the 90s, they stopped making the Ford Bronco. Like, that's how bad, he, like, he, he, he did a crime so bad they stopped making a whole car. I feel like, you know, they did, Fox is such a bad fantastic, they stopped making the comic books and toys of the characters. Like, no, we don't even want to acknowledge this exists. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence. I want more. I want, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see more as it comes out. So, but that's just words from his mouth at the panel. But he was at the yeah. Legion panel. They did give us some announcements for season two of uh, Legion. 
which I'm excited to say that the actor, uh, I believe that's pronounced Syed Tagmawi? Sure. I don't know. He's actually in Wonder Woman. He's the smooth-talking uh, guy with the, the darker skin. Uh, mm-hmm. I was part of the team. He will be the Night King in the upcoming season. Oh, that's cool. So, um, cool there. I mean, that's that's really it for Legion. <laughs> I wish we had more, <laughs> but, but we don't have anything more. Uh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't link this here, so I don't know if you've watched this yet. But the Gifted gave us a San Diego Comic Con trailer uh, for the upcoming show. Uh, yeah, they were there. They had uh, some big posters all around town, like literally the sides of uh, skyscrapers, that said, uh, "You can't see the mutant X gene. Get yourself tested today, or something like that." Did you, so did you get yourself they're, tested? They're, <laughs> I got myself do, tested, do you, do you and have I have no super. No, I don't have any superpowers, oh, man. Okay, well that's that's that is sad. Don't don't bring it up again. It's a sad. It's a sad. I, I mean, it's okay. I, I know it's a touchy subject, but that that's fine. <laughs> um, so just you know, from watching this trailer, I'm gonna link it here, and we didn't really prepare very well for this one because it's okay. It kind of just goes through the character powers, kind of like that featurette we saw, the featurettes we saw last mm-hmm. week. Yeah. And a little bit more about, you know, they're on the run. They all have to use their powers together to get away. But you see a lot more from the character Polaris, who has, like, magnetic abilities. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it looks very much like Heroes. Um, the, the the dad is the one prosecuting the people with powers, and then his children have it, so now they got to go on the run from the government uh, kind of thing. So I don't know if I'm actually going to watch it. So... Do you, you any thoughts? you going to watch The Gifted when it comes out? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give the pilot a shot, but... Um... I think the the superhero shows it, it's great that we're getting them, but like I feel like we don't get very many breakout hits very often. Like they always they seem to garner like kind of like a niche audience that gives them like just enough uh, views to get a couple seasons, but then they just kind of like peter out, you know. So I guess I'll I'll probably just stick with the Flash. Hopefully that kind of writes the ship because I didn't like the season finale of the Flash this year. So well, we'll have to wait and see. Well, it's funny you mentioned they did show some other like there's a bunch of TV news like little bits of tidbits for the like. Legends of Tomorrow, we'll have Captain Cold back. The Flash is supposed to come back again in this new season, even because you know, he's gone or something. Uh, I don't know. I didn't include a lot of TV stuff because it was kind of underwhelming. Um, and a lot of TV shows are really are kind of dipping in quality, if I was going to be honest. Yeah. And also, TV announcements are usually more exciting when it's a, a show, a brand new show announced. You know, you kind of have to get ex- excited about a show after a couple episodes or as things are revealed or when you get to like mid-season finales. It, you know, when you're uh, when you're just kind of like, oh, do you want to go to the season three panel for Supergirl? And it's just like, well, not really. I mean, like if the show's out, I'll watch it. But like, what am I going to get out of a Supergirl panel, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of TV shows. I think... Gotham season three, they said the biggest thing they're bringing Scarecrow to or season four in the next Gotham. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of TV stuff we didn't want to talk about, but but that's okay because we got the Warner Brothers panel. I do want to talk about here, Mike. Yeah, and and I know our episode's going a little longer today, but this is a very special episode. This is this is once <laughs> yes, a year. Yes, very special, Chris. Uh, so first off, I've got a list of movies that Warner Brothers confirmed are in development at their company here. And um, I'm gonna go through, and you tell me if it if you know if you're surprised or not surprised. Okay. Okay. Wonder Woman two. Not surprised. Suicide Squad two. Um, not surprised, but not happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. It depends on on which direction they kind of go with it. Uh, hopefully, they learn mis- from their mistakes. Uh, Green Lantern Corps. Uh, not surprised. Justice League Dark. Surprised. <laughs> Still surprised it's on the radar. Might me too. Uh, the Batman. Yeah. Uh, not surprised. Batgirl. Uh, not surprised. Shazam. 
Uh, Great. We talked about Shazam (laughs) earlier. uh, Black Adam was not mentioned in that list, nor was Man of Steel 2. Yeah, but I believe Batgirl is actually kicking up production soon. Like That's going to be Joss Whedon's movie. It's coming out. We're getting it soon. I'm really happy to see Joss Whedon back in the superhero chair again with kind of like a a little bit of a smaller story. I mean, uh, it's easy to say Avengers 1 had a smaller story than Ultron. So, uh, and Ultron was a little weird. He had to, he had a lot, he had a lot of things he had to service in that story. Well, so hopefully if he's just got a grounded Batgirl, it'll be awesome. Well, I think at the same time for Joss Whedon in, in Avengers, he was brought in at the 11th hour for Avengers as well. Um, because he didn't, he didn't plan any of those movies beforehand to work that way. He just came in to make them somehow all fit together. So, um, mm-hmm. he's going coming in at the 11th hour. I'd like to see his own movie. I think they'll kind of give him a free range on Batgirl if uh, Justice League does well. So. We'll do that. Yeah, and we've never had a Batgirl movie, so I think that'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely new, untested properties. Great. A uh, couple of confirmations here. Hal Jordan and John Stewart are to share the leads in Green Lantern Corps. They're going to be like partners yeah. in Green Lanterns. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we talked about that probably like a year ago. So it's kind of cool to see that confirmed. Yep. And lastly, the Flash movie will be set around the comic book series Flashpoint, and Ooh. but more actually to the comic book. Not the 20 minutes they did in the fucking TV show season three. That wasn't really Flash because Flashpoint affects all the characters in the DC universe, not just him. So, like, yeah. this means that actually in the Flashpoint universe, they can use Jeffrey, is it Jeffrey Dean Thomas? Whoever was his dad, uh, Batman's dad and mom. <laughs> oh, Jeff Jeffrey Dean Jeffrey Morgan. Morgan and uh, the girl from The Walking Dead. Um, I-, I can't think of her name. <laughs> it's all right <laughs> but they can actually be like he becomes batman in flashpoint and she becomes the joker because of all the the things that have changed in that universe yeah and actually uh my, my wife cosplayed as the um as mrs wayne slash the joker for comic-con this year so that that's a uh, fresh in our mind still i mean i don't know i don't know how to feel about flashpoint specifically just because i know it's an awesome storyline but First of all, if you think of Flashpoint either as in the comic book or also the animated movie that they made that was really, really good, it's it's not almost so much a Flash movie as it also is kind of almost like a Justice League kind of story. I mean, because you see all these other peripheral characters in it. It's, you know, yeah, Barry Allen is kind of like our central character, but there's so much else going on in it. So it's not really a Flash story. So it's kind of like really the first like standalone Flash movie we get. We're going into this really big story arc that's going to affect a lot of things. You know, it's kind of like, you know, DC has this problem of kind of jumping the gun. You know, I know they set their all these characters so far into the future, but it's just like you don't have to be like rushing into these big like story points. Like, give us two really awesome Flash movies and build up to Flash. Well, see, I think the problem here is, and this is something that came up this week. Warner Brothers is planning for a Batman series without Ben Affleck. Um, Apparently, Mm -hmm. he is very, very. All the reports are he's on the edge and then not possibly coming back after his the Batman movie. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> um, and he kind of is like, no, no, Batman's awesome when he was at Comic-Con. But it's the same exact thing he said when he's like, yeah, I'm still going to be directing the Batman. It's cool kind of thing. Uh-huh. So um, the big articles that landed earlier this week are, yes, Warner Brothers is planning for a future without Ben Affleck. And how do you recast Batman without recasting Batman? I guess you use uh, – I guess use maybe Flashpoint. Flashpoint. <laughs> Maybe they're going to kind of use what the X-Men did with Days of Future Past and kind of maybe reset things a little bit. I don't know. It's just it's just really weird. This DCEU is so mixed up and jumbled. It's just kind of like, 
I don't know. It's like mixing is, like ex, it's like mixing expired cereal with fresh cereal. It's like every once in a while you're gonna you're gonna pull out a piece that like tastes good, like Wonder Woman, and then you're gonna get a piece that tastes like garbage, like Suicide yeah, Squad. You I, know? I imagine there's gonna be a lot of yarn and and like attached to walls, leaning to other walls, <laughs> like going on at uh-huh. some point. But I think you know if they want to plan for the worst, Flashpoint has got to be it because Flash isn't gonna happen until 2019 at this rate. Uh, mm-hmm. So if they do have to reshuffle themselves in 2019 uh, or do some recasting, because Ben Affleck he's 50 something now, so like 50s, early 50s. So if they need to get a younger Batman in there, they've got to do it somehow. So I think this is a, a safety net just in case. So yeah, and also I have a feeling that Suicide Squad two movie is maybe just for title's sake. I don't think we're going to be seeing that same cast return. I think it's going to be maybe closer to that Gotham City Sirens well, they're, story. They're both they're and then separate. They're, just, they're actually they didn't say it, but they are working on two different ones. Oh man, I don't know. I don't. I do not want to see those same Suicide characters again. I do not give a shit about them. So yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll see the same. I think it'll be a separate team, and Gotham City Sirens will be the ones with the the girls. So. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. However, something I've still got to admit, this gets me hyped every time I watch it, the new Justice <laughs> League trailer. Uh, extended, it's not trailer, extended Comic-Con sneak peek footage, which DC's gracious enough to give us very, very <laughs> did you th- publicly. Did you th- did you ever think that we'd be getting, like, two Comic-Con sneak peeks for this one movie? Like, that doesn't usually happen. No, I, I, you got to build up hype. Some, you you got a lot of stinkers in there, Mike. You got to get hype up somehow. Yeah, and, and and if you're not aware, I'm obviously I'm talking about the Comic Con trailer from last year. So yeah. like maybe we'll get another, maybe it'll, maybe they'll delay it for another year and we'll get a third. So one. I don't know. so to me, this footage um, it references Green Lanterns very early on. It says this Earth has mm-hmm. no Green Lanterns. There's no Kryptonian uh, because Superman died. Um, mm-hmm. And it, there's just a lot kind of going on here. Like this, you get to see your first look at. Um, Steppenwolf, the big character, the big mm-hmm. bad guy. He has a big flaming axe that he's throwing around at people. Um, at things, he's taking on the Amazonians. He's taking on the Atlanteans. He's after these mother boxes. And um, there's there's some weird humor in this. The Flash has some weird humor parts in it. Like he's like, I don't really fight people. I just push them and then run away, kind of thing. Yeah. But I I had a really good time watching. I'm really excited for this movie, even with. Joss coming out. I think a lot of this is already Snyder footage. That he, like they got to use a lot of Snyder footage because you can't build those effects overnight. Like yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's Snyder footage because he loves doing that like kind of um, that uh, Bible mythology visuals. You have that whole scene where like Barry is running around and he's reaching his hand out like he's going to touch God's finger, but it's actually a Wonder Woman's sword. It, I don't know, Snyder, it always feels a little ham-fisted to me, just like in Batman vs. Superman. So it's obvious still a Zack Snyder movie. Some of those jokes kind of feel a little bit like maybe some Joss Whedon polish on the movie, but maybe it's just not jiving really well with uh, what Snyder's already done. Um, I'll, I'll say one good thing I like about this trailer and one bad thing I like about the trailer. Uh, the good thing I like was what you're talking about with the setup of Steppenwolf. You know, he's saying, you know, there's no lanterns here, there's no Kryptonians here, so I'm basically going to take this world. And I, I think that's kind of cool. I like knowing that this threat was kind of always out there, just kind of waiting the pounce on Earth, but he was waiting for his opportunity. So it's not just like it's not just like coincidence that like Steppenwolf just happens to come across Earth. Like I like the idea of maybe he's like he's been waiting, he's been biding his time to jump. So I, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, the bad thing that I don't like is 
they lean into this idea of about Superman being this really great guy and that death has still never been earned because we haven't really had any more movies that have proved like what a great guy Superman was. I mean, he like barely anybody knew who he was in his own movie. Like when I'm talking about the world, the planet, and then there are some weird montages in Batman vs Superman that were really mixed of people hating him and then people loving him. So it's just like now he dies and he's all of a sudden this beacon that's rallying the world and people like don't know what to do that that death has still not been earned and we all know superman's coming back i'm pretty sure that's probably the guy that shows up to alfred at the very end of the trailer you saw the water move you saw the water move like a t-rex it's jurassic park (laughs) jurassic park tie-in well, Superman comes back as a dinosaur. We all know that's canon. That's it, that's just DC Universe canon. I mean, that's easy trivia, people. Yeah, so, I mean, it's he's got a red cape on. It's, it's pretty obvious it's Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, there's that. I also, I mean, kind of sitting here thinking about it a little bit more. I like Cyborg a lot more in this one than I did the other trailer. Uh, the way he kind of takes over the bat stuff, like by using his arm to take over machinery, was definitely mm-hmm. interesting to show. Like they they each have their own power set and their own benefits. Um, and Wonder Woman's like, don't attack, you know, by yourself, to go together. So I'm really hoping to see some of the action, some of it. It looks it's very Snydery, dark at night, very much so. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still excited for Justice League. I'm, I'm keeping my hopes up for this simply because I, mean, it, I want it, something good. It looks it looks like it's going to be a thrill ride. Like, it almost looks like if this was a trailer for, like, a ride at, like, uh, like at a ride at Six Flags or something, like, I'd, I'd hop on it. It looks like it's going to be fun. So I, I don't really know if it's going to jive well with me, like, story-wise, but, like, it looks like it's going to be a lot of cool a lot of cool shit happening. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, it's it's really cool. Aquaman sells it. Like, he, he rides that parademon through a building and it's like, <laughs> slides out the other side. Again, that's the same shit they did in Doomsday in fucking Batman v Superman. But, you know, whatever. Aquaman's much cooler to come out of a building than that Doomsday was. So, uh, I, I, I think Jason Moe, he's having fun in it. Everyone seems to be having a good time with themselves. And, and that's infectious to me. So, so we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC, I think that kind of wraps up DC's panel, if I was going to be honest. That yeah. That was kind of mm-hmm. quicker than I wanted it to be. That's fine, because this next trailer that came out this weekend, i got to get your thoughts on this, Mike. Uh, Ready Player One gave us a San Diego Comic-Con teaser trailer. Are you familiar with Ready Player One? Yes, I, I believe it's this uh, kind of really well-known book based kind of on like uh, VR, kind of virtual reality, gaming. It's kind of has, I guess it has this like retro aspect to it or something that I'm not too familiar yeah. with. But I, I think the reason why this, this movie has been so elevated is because it's a very popular book and it's also being directed by Steven Spielberg. And all of his movies are always on people's radars, even if the last couple ones have been like, eh, maybe not the best. Uh, but this trailer, almost I would almost use a similar description to that um, Justice League trailer. It just looks like a crazy thrill ride. I mean, like you're literally like inhabiting kind of like video games, it looks like. This interesting aesthetic of in the real world, things maybe are overpopulated or people just don't care about the outside anymore because they just put on their headsets and jump into this virtual world. It looks like there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. At the very, very end, there's this weird cryptic scene of a key going in a lock that I'm sure has a lot of meaning to people that have read the book. And so maybe yeah. there's some sort of weird thing about somebody like hacking the operating well, system, so, and, like liberating people. I well, so if you haven't read the book, the book is I've, – I've been told – um, I, I don't have – I've read parts of the book, not the whole thing. But this is pretty much – you can see the book while you're watching the trailer. So it's exactly kind of scene for scene. 
uh, gotcha. kind of thing. But there, the whole premise is it's nineteen or twenty forty four. The world is kind of going to shit, so people turn to the VR. Is this MMORPG mm-hmm. virtual reality? And the creator of this left an Easter egg, Willy Wonka style, in the game. So whoever finds it will get his treasure incorporation. Oh. And the, right. the cool. story follows this character, uh, Ty Sheridan, uh, Cyclops, uh, who about five <laughs> years after this announcement, when he finds one of the keys, there are three keys pointing to that treasure. So that key mm-hmm. is him finding, I guess, one of the keys along the way. Um, what I took out of this is Warner Brothers said, Stephen, what what characters, what other franchises do you need for this? And he just said, yes. And because you see everything in this, you see. The, oh yeah, I totally forgot about all those uh like little Easter eggs. There, there are there is Freddy, Jason, the Terminator, uh, DeLoreans, nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties movies uh, and video games. The Iron the Iron Giant. The Iron Giant that was super cool. In the book, there's Pac Man and Joust and um you know this this other game called Zork. It was like a text game, first person shooters. There's other sorts of stuff going on in the game where they actually pull this stuff from. And um, I just, you know, they're pulling it and they're they're spending money on it. And Spielberg's hit or miss lately. He's been more miss in my book. But I, it mm-hmm. looks, this looks unique enough, kind of like Minority Report, when he did Minority Report for me. Um, I just hope mm-hmm. it's not all a CG movie. Like, it looks so CG. <laughs> Yeah, it looks pretty. Uh, it looks pretty crazy, but uh, hopefully it ends up being good. Uh, I have no. I have no basis because I haven't read the book. So, like, we'll just have to see how well. How well. Yeah, it I know there's a big, a big fan base for the book out there. So, if anyone has read the book and wants to tell us more about this or what you liked or didn't like about it, let us know. But from people who have read the book who talked to me, friend of the show Brian, he uh, he he said he he saw the book when he was watching it, and that was really cool for him. Cool. Uh, another thing we got this week is the Pacific Rim Two teaser video. It's kind of like a recruitment video. Uh, yeah, it feels a little, it feels a little Starship Troopers. To yeah, me. it really does. <laughs> so it's just a big promo video, like, "Hey, join the the Pacific Rim Core." Uh, do you think have there been kaiju attacks since the last movie? You think? Um, it's hard. It's hard to say. I I kind of like the vibe of this trailer. It seems like the story is going to go of this way of. Uh, we all see that these uh, Jaegers can stop the kaiju. Uh, we need to kind of double down on these Jaegers, forget these dumb walls that uh, didn't work in the first movie. And it seems like there's going to be a really big saturation of these robots. Yeah. So it seems like maybe everybody's going to have one, not just countries, but maybe like really rich people or maybe organizations and corporations will have their own robots or something. Maybe states, maybe uh, maybe little old Indiana where we're from will have their own Jaeger or something. That'd be kind of crazy. Um, and I like the idea that they kind of really geared this teaser trailer kind of towards Comic-Con of like, oh, we don't wait wait for our heroes to fall from the sky. Like, we fight on our own. And I thought that message was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of a jab at superhero stuff there. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. I want to see a real trailer. I want to get hyped for this movie. Um, I know you're a big mm-hmm. fan of the first one. Um, and I'm excited for this one. I'm actually excited for this one. I haven't watched the first one in a long time. Uh, it's fun. It's the fun. problem is I liked it so much on the big screen, I'm scared to watch it on TV. Uh, I see. So uh, I, I really want to revisit that and, and see what's going on. So we got that going for us. One of my biggest wins of this week, actually, is this next trailer. We got our first sneak peek at the Rocco's Modern Life <laughs> static clean I movie. Guess, yeah, that's right. I guess everyone out there wasn't expecting some Nicktoons news. But, yeah, this I forgot how wacky and weird Rocco's Modern Life was because I haven't seen it in years. Like, it's been so long because I don't 
I don't know if it's streaming anywhere right now, or maybe it is and I just haven't uncovered it yet, but I forgot just how weird, and it almost seems like, is this safe for Nickelodeon? There's some weird so, stuff going so on. So, 90s Nick, everyone has a 90s Nickelodeon thing, whether it's Cat Dog, Angry Beavers, Rugrats, whatever. Mine was Rocco's uh-huh. Modern Life, and I, I watch a lot of it still, and again, um, again, to reference friend of the show, Brian, one of our favorite lines for this movie is from an episode called Laundry Day. And he uh-huh. says, laundry day is a very dangerous day. And at the end of this trailer, he says, the 21st century is a very dangerous century. And I fucking <laughs> lost it. Like, it's, it's amazing how this thing parodies modern, like, technology and, and fads so well in this short little trailer. How he's just like, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't the 90s anymore. What's going on here? And it's got Heifer and Filbert. And it's just they're so stupid and fun. The character voices, it all the animation was still there, like the the like. Oh yeah, it looks, it looks like beautiful. a step beyond Ren and Stimpy animation. Like it's there, it's fantastic. I'm excited to see this. I don't think it's getting a theatrical release, but I'm really excited to see it when it does. Uh, no, yeah, I can kind of give you the lowdown on these uh, Nickelodeon movies after we talk about our next one. Here. Yes, uh, Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie got a sneak peek, and I, I know this one has been in the works for a very, very long time. A lot of people have been very hyped. I think your wife even yes. has talked about it before. Oh yeah, my my wife is a Hey Arnold like super fan. Yeah, so go on and go on and give us some of this uh, Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah, so so we all knew that the Jungle movie was coming because this was announced quite a, quite a while ago. Uh, the announcement actually, uh, we got that uh, I think maybe last year at Comic Con. At least we got the official like announcement. You know, Craig Bartlett, the creator, came out and talked a little bit about it and saying kind of where he was going to go. So the, they came back full force at Comic Con this year and they had their own panel. We got to see this kind of sneak peek footage that was actually kind of emotional. It's live out there. You can go see it on uh, YouTube and. and check that link in our show notes and it's kind of emotional it's kind of like a montage of seeing these things Arnold did in the past and it was really it really gets you and uh it was really cool but yeah so these Nickelodeon movies basically they're gonna be um two hour television movies and two hours as in like two hours with commercials so what's gonna happen is uh they're gonna be these uh one-off movies and they seem to be going through possibly maybe all of their old back uh shows so Rocker's Morocco's Modern Life, they're going to do an Invader Zim one. I would be surprised if they didn't do an Angry Beavers movie, to be honest, because I love Angry Beavers, and I think a lot of people like that show too. So, uh, But Craig Bartlett did kind of hint to uh, to the panel that we were in for the Hey Arnold Jungle movie that, like, you know, I, I did kind of set this movie up so when it so when it ends, there's still, you know, more adventures to be had. So he's making this movie the type of a lot of loose ends, but he's basically kind of saying like, hey, Nickelodeon, if you want to turn this back into a series, I'm I'm fine with that. But I think these I think these shows are great coming back as movies. And I actually kind of prefer it that way. You know, I think w- the best way to harness nostalgia is kind of with these quick hits. Mm-hmm. I think when you kind of draw it out into a series, the magic just kind of disappears pretty quickly, unfortunately. Like I know the Animaniacs are coming back as a series, and I think maybe that would be better as like a limited series just kind of every once in a while. Like don't don't keep going back to the well necessarily. But at the same time, maybe some stuff will work out. Like the DuckTales are coming back, and I actually think that might be a really good series but that's kind of being revisited from fresh it's not like picking up where it's left off different character designs different actors new characters so it's a little bit different story but um yeah Rocco's Modern Life looked really cool I wasn't expecting to see footage at the con that looks really really fun the Jungle movie looks great so I think Nickelodeon is uh going right along with what they need to be doing yeah it's it's good that they're coming back with something um rather than just you know I don't know I've I've not heard anything new out of Nickelodeon recently so 
Um, I think I think that's refreshing. Uh, one of the shows I really enjoy, actually, they came out with two San Diego exclusive pop vinyls this week. Uh, is the show Westworld? Uh, I was able, yeah, that's right. Able to pick those up, and they gave us a season two teaser trailer, which I was blown away by. I didn't expect this as well, uh-huh. since the show does not come back until 2018. <laughs> yeah, and they let you know very quickly at the beginning of this teaser trailer. It's like the second like screen you see in 2018. Yeah, they're like, yep, yeah, nope, we, we're not, we're not, we're not joking around at all. So um, uh-huh. 2018 uh, is coming out. Uh, it looks like you know if you've seen the first one. Uh, season. I don't really want to give a whole lot away with it, but this if you've not seen the first season, don't watch this trailer. You'll be very confused. <laughs> yes. um, but it's good to see some of the characters come back. Um, Dolores and Teddy and then the gunslinger slash man in black. Even though those are n- both names you would hear in the new uh, Sony movie <laughs> coming up very soon. Uh, and it, it looks like this new season is going to pick up right from where the last season left off because you kind of see like uh, like scenes, like almost like yeah. Like oh that's what would happen next so it doesn't look, look like there's just gonna be any time jump I'm I'm looking forward to it I mean this is an awesome science yeah, fiction yeah the, the show. first one the first season is very much a mind fuck you gotta watch it and this one looks like it might be less of one but we could be very surprised because that looks like all footage from the first episode so if uh-huh. they want to open it up a little bit more and, and go a little farther that's great um in the old Westworld movie there are other worlds they visit uh, samurai world medieval world so on and so forth and maybe they might even open those up a little bit in, in this one as well so uh. yeah that'd be that'd be cool i still like the idea of maybe like competing uh competing businesses that have their own worlds maybe in other parts of the country that might factor in but uh we'll have to see if that that happens yeah definitely so we got a season two teaser trailer there and lastly out of our san Diego comic-con news we got some news on the spawn movie um, oh, surprise! An R-rated, re- R-rated, low-budget reboot uh, horror <laughs> film. Uh, these are all buzzwords, apparently, that you could hear from almost anyone who wants to make a movie these days. But uh-huh. um, Todd McFarlane, ha- they do have someone who is financially backing the movie. I forget. It's a it's a Blumhouse. Yes. It's the studio that makes like the Paranormal Activity movies. Um, they had a breakout movie. I think they made. I think they financed Get Out as well. That that was a really critically well received movie this year. And if you don't know Blumhouse, their kind of um, their kind of a shtick is to have low budget movies. Don't pay people very much, but say if this movie does well, you'll get a cut of the revenue. So they they kind of they roll the dice and they make a lot of movies to see what happens. So it's kind of weird knowing that the Spawn movie might be a roll of the dice. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, it's made. It's like they did Paranormal Activity, like you said. Um, the they started the Purge movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, recently, uh, I believe Split is one of their movies as well. As yes, well as Split is one of theirs. So yeah. uh, I think I think that's great. The Todd McFarlane did say that this was not going to be even though Spawn. Its focus is not actually on Spawn being the main character, but a cop who has been around since, like, issue number one uh, of Spawn. So, like, to kind of focus on him and have Spawn that's a pop-up when he's needed and make it the horror film kind of aspect. So, the first Spawn movie, if you've ever watched it from the 90s, I believe it has Michael J. White as Spawn. And uh, uh-huh. it's kind of very campy. <laughs> very, very campy. Uh, it's fun. I remember watching it when I was little, but like, it's, it's. I don't know if it holds up very well in the test of time. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't really know what to say about um, uh, about uh, this this movie. It's just I don't really know what's going to happen. But uh, we we did have some Comic Con conversations about Spawn on the way back to our hotel on our on our shuttle, and we have come to the conclusion, uh, Quentin and I, that the best person to take up the mantle of Spawn would be Wesley Snipes. I think that would be really cool. <laughs> well, maybe. I, I, people keep clamoring for him to come back for Blade. We'll see. So, um, 
but yeah, Spawn, it's it's coming. Uh, I think you know, I think Hellboy is going for a low budget, rated R reboot horror film. So, you know, I like I said, these are all buzzwords and check marks. You gotta. Hit. Yeah, but I don't even know if that Hellboy movie is uh, supposed to be uh, low budget. Uh, uh, but Spawn being low budget, you'd almost have to have Spawn be a secondary character because you wouldn't be able to, to afford him being on the screen that much. You yeah, know? yeah. He said Tom and Friend said something like it related to another movie he saw where it's like it's not like that. Maybe the title of the movie, but he's not the main character. Like throughout, you follow the, you follow someone you can relate to, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I do I do see a little trepidation out there with uh, fans when it comes to Todd McFarlane. They're like, you know, we're great, we're happy that he's writing it, but apparently they really don't want him to direct it. So I guess maybe he doesn't have a lot of uh, reputation for being a good director. They were kind of hoping someone else would come in and do a better job. So this sounds like uh, it's, we're gonna have to wait. And yeah, see. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, definitely an adventure as these uh, you know smaller comic book characters start to come back to the forefront again uh, in movies and so on and so forth. So that is it for our senior Comic-Con coverage. Here we are. Ooh, we did an it. An hour and 45 minutes later almost. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing else to be said about this except, Mike, did you have a good time there and would you recommend it to somebody else? Oh, yeah. If you ever get a chance to go to com- go to Comic-Con, go. It is great. I know badges are really hard to get, but uh, try. Just try. Every year, eventually, you're going to get a badge. Go down there, have some fun. Fridays and Saturdays are the best days, in my opinion. So if you had to kind of pinpoint a time to go, Fridays and Saturdays are where it's at. Try to get to one just really big panel so you can kind of get your exclusive, kind of walk away with that exclusive nerd cred under your belt. That's always great. Check out some of the smaller panels because, like, I know how um, the movie posters are made now, and that's really cool. And that was just a little panel that, like, was super easy to get into. Like, you could walk in into the middle of it and still find a seat. So there's there's a big range of there, awesome cosplay, crazy show floor. I got a uh, – my wife bought me a big belly burger uh, a, a cup from a from a retailer down there, so I thought that was really cool. That's a nice little flash DC cut there. So um, yeah, it was a great time, uh, Chris. I hope to see you there next year. Yeah, well, you, you've you've set the bar very high for me. Like you've got you've told too many people I'm going, so <laughs> now I have to find a way to go. So um, yeah, that's right. Through hell or high water, we'll get there. Um, but that's it for the show, Mike. If if people want to know what you're doing, maybe you had some some stuff from the show you want to talk about, or some of your, your comics you want to share. Where can people find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people maybe want to knock on your door and maybe ask about where some of that super cool footage might be living uh where can they find if that? you <laughs> want to see this leaked infinity war trailer footage <laughs> you just went out and said it i was kind of trying to be i'm coy. not gonna be, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna be very very front you get at me on twitter at valdan v-a-l-d-a-n and all we ask you know just just tell a friend about us that's that's all we want you can have the footage i also pop post as soon as my pop vinyls all of them are in the mail or some of them are in the mail some are here I will post pictures of them on there as well because these San Diego Comic Con ones have a cool purple sticker on them. I know that it's not about the sticker, but I love the purple sticker. It's beautiful. It stands out in a crowd, but some of these are really cool looking this year. So uh, I'll definitely share some of those. And uh, you can find me on Comic UI, uh, Filmside Chats, and the DNN, DestinationComics.com slash DNN videos. So all over the place. If As always, we apparently get a lot of new listeners at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, time this year, Mike. And this is their first episode, and they want to know more about Super Slate. Where can they find us at? 
Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. We talked about a lot of stuff today, and if you want to track it all down and see the links for what may or may not be leaked or what is taken down and what's up, it's all going to be in our show notes. And you can subscribe and find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. Uh, You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week, and you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and on Instagram if you want to get those cool shots that I took from from, uh, Comic-Con this weekend. And if you want to pick up some Superhero Slate merch, you can get that at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. I was wearing my shirt at Comic-Con this weekend. Pick one up uh, and go to one of your local Comic-Cons. That'll be awesome. Um, If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. We really love that. We love getting your feedback. We love hearing from you. Uh, It's it's, it's great to know that you guys are out there really digging the show. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, like uh, like Jim, who started listening to us two years ago at Comic-Con, all you got to do is share the show with a buddy, share the show with a friend, and we will be here every week to run down the latest superhero entertainment news so you're never left behind. That's right. And if you've forgotten, since we mentioned it so early on in the show... Do not forget to get your free Geek Fuel box uh, before the end of the month. July 31st at midnight, it ends. You just go to geekfuel.com slash superhero slate. And for $6 shipping domestically, you can get this box full free. I'm getting one. Mike, you should probably get one too. I'm gonna, I might even get two. I might like it that much. So uh, if you guys want to get <laughs> it, awesome, don't forget to, to click on that link. Uh, specifically, that says superhero slate. That's the only way you can get that deal. So I don't want you guys to miss out on it and pay full price. Get it free. Just pay the shipping and handling. So... Uh, Until then, I guess we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. But it's funny because they're not humans, bro. They're not humans. They're inhumans. Bro, they're not humans, bro. The irony does not escape them.